Welcome back to the Health on 10 podcast. This is your host, Alex Krenitz, with my co-host, Angie Stastny. Today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the paleo diet. So in today's world, there's a million diets. I've seen like, I've seen like a milk, an all milk diet. A guy drinks a a gallon of milk a day, goofy. And then there's the Mediterranean diet. There's the keto diet. There's so many to even name. We wanted to dive into the paleo diet. So what is the paleo diet? Uh, It was created by a man in the 1980s. Basically, it is how he created this based on how we ate during the Paleolithic era, which how long ago was that? That was 2.6 million years. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you'd think we've changed and our bodies have adapted quite a bit since then. But what do you, I can't. It's rolling off my tongue. What was his name? Do you remember? Was it Connor? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Can't remember the, the man's name who created it. But I do know that he, the idea of this diet was that we as humans have not fully adapted from that time to be able to eat the, the foods that, you know, are heavily saturated in our society. So the foods that the paleo diet consists of is more like uh, lean meats, bean, no, no beans, lean meats, berries, fruits, vegetables, uh, seeds, and uh, nuts, basically. Yeah. And healthy fats. Like healthy fats. You can have ghee, you can have coconut oil usually yes yeah, salmon things like that olive oil uh but it, it eliminates basically st- all starchy vegetables so no corn no potatoes and no grains um do you want to talk a little bit about this diet is, is this is this something your clients have asked you about is this how, do, how would you feel about prescribing this to a client or if you've ever have i've never prescribed this diet and um, I, I guess that I feel that it can be beneficial, and I've seen practitioners use it. Uh, there's something called the autoimmune paleo diet. Um, so I see, see people trying to use that uh, to address autoimmune problems. Um, and I, I've listened a little bit to some of the experts that use that specifically, but there, even when you listen to all these really great experts that have spent their whole life studying, there's a lot of disagreement about whether it's right or wrong. And when we were diving into this topic, I was reading about, you know, I mean, it's, it's so difficult to really evaluate, like, whether a diet is beneficial. How do you study nutrition in humans? It's super hard to do because, you know, you can't lock unless you lock someone in a room and you just feed them a certain diet and that usually isn't going to happen. Well, and biologically and genetically, we're all so different. Yes. I think that's like a, a drive home message for this one for me is that we're, if we all came from cavemen and then the, from there we migrated out into different parts of the world, Right. Some, some of the cavemen went to Asia and some went to Europe and, and so on. 
and, and then they settled there. The paleo diet is really different for each of those groups because it would depend on what was in their environment. If we're talking paleolithic era. Yeah. If you're talking paleolithic and you know, so it's like, were you a caveman in, in Africa or were you a caveman in Europe? Right. Were you a caveman in Asia? You were eating different things. So we still have a few hunter gatherer groups out there today that are still living in a hunter gatherer type of, of, uh, lifestyle. And I've actually, I'm really into watching uh, a lot of the, these, these explorers go out and they kind of eat the diet of those nomads or those people that, that still do the hunter gatherer. And what do I see a lot of beans and rice? Yes. That is, those are like the two staple foods that you see a lot of those different, uh, you could say tribes or just people living off the land. That's what they're eating a lot of. Right. So I looked a little bit at the different groups that are out there and they all eat differently. And like I said, it's going to go back to your environment, what's available there. Right. Um, so when you look at like, um, there's a group in Africa called the Kung and they eat a lot of nuts and seeds because in Africa, that's, that's abundant. Yeah. And, and they don't eat a lot of meat and they have these very interesting, ceremonies that they go through when they do actually kill wild prey and the way the the tribe and the, the like the elders got to be the one that goes out and gets it and you know it's so it's really interesting Is it usually cows all these different rituals that they go through in respect for the animal and respect for the people mm-hmm. so i like that fact that these these groups are like like they're in touch with nature they're one-on-one they're surviving with the elements in the world they're not trying to you know go beyond like we kind of have right yeah right like creating houses and pollution and all that stuff yeah and like those people well i look at a lot of those people too is they're super healthy because yeah they're eating those they're 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 living off the land yeah but they're also not eating an abundance of anything yeah so they don't have obesity they don't have they've really looked at these groups Cancer doesn't exist. Heart disease doesn't exist. The things they die from are, are things that are we can prevent with modern medicine, infections, or, you know, you get your arm cut off or, you know, snake bites you or whatever it's going to yeah. be. But, you know, it's more like um, natural risk factors that are out there. And so we know that by looking at these groups that we can – prevent disease within ourselves, right? Like they're living differently and they're healthy. And another thing that I found that was like a falsehood was that the cavemen only lived to be 30 years old. That's not true. They've shown that they lived to be 80 years old. They li- if they could survive childbirth and, you know, some of the risk factors, like we were saying, infections and things, or an appendicitis, right? Like that would kill them because they didn't know how to, yeah, how to do surgery. Um, so they then they lived a really long life even back then. So it's encouraging from the standpoint that we can take some of these things that they do and try to put them into our life. And that's where I think that's why I like this paleo 
a little bit. Yeah. And I was saying, I, I there's a lot of things that I, I do like about it. And actually, right now in my life, I'm eating more paleo than any other diet. I, I'm not completely paleo, and I'm not trying to be completely paleo. But before we did this podcast, I didn't know a ton about it. I, for, for whatever reason, I never looked too far into it. I just hadn't. And we were talking about it, and then I started researching it, and I'm like, dang, this is really, I can really relate to this diet right now because that's how I'm eating. It's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of good meat, good proteins, but a lot of like, uh, I do a lot of salads, big leafy green kale, arugula, radicchio. Uh, I'll put some nuts and seeds and cranberries in there. Um, I do do goat cheese. That would be not paleo. Right. No dairy. No dairy. But yeah, it's and then berries at night. That's my dessert. That's my big dinner almost every night right now. I'm, I'm really enjoying that. And I'm staying away from grains and starchy vegetables, not even really on purpose. Just kind of, you know, I I have my own place now. It's kind of how I've been shopping. It's what I have available yeah. to me at the moment. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And I, for me, I feel really good. But I think that's like instinctual nutrition right there. That's like intuitive nutrition. Like you're just, I feel good and you're not really adhering quote unquote to a certain diet. Th- that, that's the place we all want to be, right? Like you're, you're tapped into your biology. And I think that's, and so if the paleo diet helps you tap into your biology, which I think it could, because you're getting rid of all processed foods. Dairy can be, you know, that can be a trigger for people. Gluten can be a trigger, so you're getting rid of wheat, you're getting rid of grains. And so from that standpoint, I like it because I think, it, hey, here's some foods you can eat and try it out. What I've heard on the flip side is I heard one expert talking about how the gut bacteria diversity was less with the paleo. And I read another one where they actually analyzed some of these hunter-gatherer groups and they had the most diverse gut microbiome they've ever seen on the planet. And now are these these hunter-gatherer groups, are they are they adhering to a paleo diet? Because, you know, are they... How, That's are the they point. Getting, like, what is a paleo diet yeah, at that point? Again, they're probably eating legumes and they're probably eating, like, rice. They're probably eating so, whatever. So the Starchy ones... vegetables. No, the ones that, that they looked at were actually not eating those things. They oh. were eating... So, um, for instance, uh, let's see, the Alaskan Eskimos, that's an, that's an example. Oh, yeah. They have a very high-fat diet. They have whale blubber. Yes. Right? They have a super high-fat diet, and it's high in protein. And they hardly eat any vegetables, really, honestly, because they don't have that necessarily available, not during the winter months. And... They are extremely healthy. Now they have adapted, unfortunately, some of of the Western or European type, and that's really affected their health. Oh, yeah. Um, But the ones that have stayed with, like, their traditional diet, um, then they're really in good health. Well, and I think about that, too. If you're eating a lot of, like, whale blubber, so you're you're, – what – what you're, what you eat, you're eating what eats. Oh, what am I trying to say here? You eat 
what like the whale what, eats. Yes. Oh, thank it, you. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So it's like whatever that whale ate you're is as well. becoming part of its biology. And then when you eat it, it's becoming part of your biology. You're getting all the yeah. nutrients. So they're, they're eating probably a lot of, uh, I don't know what a whale eats plankton and probably like different vegetables, probably like different sea vegetables. Yeah. There is sea plants. So, and that's being stored in the fat. That's what happens. And then, you know, you're eating a lot of that fat. You're getting a lot of those nutrients, especially the fat soluble vitamins. Yeah. So it's like their bodies have adapted to that. Right. Yeah. Now, if I go to Alaska and I start eating whale blubber all day, I'm probably going to have my gallbladder rupture. Right. Cause yeah. <laughs> my body is not <laughs> used to that. Your gut's going to be destroyed. Yeah. So I kind of like the ancestral type of diet thought, like just looking back you know, even three, four hundred years. If you, if you have a specific, some of us are are mutts and we don't have. We're kind of a mix. Yeah. Um, I'm about seventy five percent Irish, I think. Okay. So. So you got to eat a lot of potatoes. So anyway, it was interesting because I kind of dove into that and I yeah. looked at like, okay, so what do, what did the Irish eat and you know what, and. With me, with all my autoimmune stuff, I thought, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Why don't I try it? You know, just eating the way they ate back then. And so, you know, I'm, I'm giving it a try. I'll let you know how it turns what, out. What are some of the things that you're eating right now? So they do eat dairy. They eat meat. Uh, they never had wheat. That didn't happen until the potato famine. And actually, when they introduced wheat into their diet they started having a lot of health problems. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I have found that that is something that I look for with my clients is what is your ethnicity? Because I see a strong correlation and there's evidence, scientific evidence towards this, that wheat can cause severe depression. And that's a big factor for the Irish. They're very prone to that. Wheat can cause severe depression just because it's effect on the gut microbiome. Yeah, just as a food sensitivity, it can manifest in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Food, you know, food sensitivities are can affect any system in your body. Well, and, and you were kind of talking about earlier, you saw some studies that these, some of the hunter-gatherers didn't have a very diverse gut microbiome, or some of the people that were doing paleo. And that actually makes sense to me because if you're – if you're limiting a food group, two food groups, and you're cutting back on certain fruits and vegetables you can have, you're missing out on a lot of really good fibers and good bacteria that your gut could be feeding off of. I and don't think you're getting a lot of soluble fiber. And that's the one thing that I've realized for myself. When I try to bump up the insoluble fiber, that doesn't work for me. And when I look at the Irish, they, they don't. They eat barley and they eat oats. So I'm like, wow, maybe this is really true. Maybe I need to really look. And so like you were saying, the, the modern-day person that tries to do a paleo diet, they're not living the lifestyle of a hunter-gatherer. It's not just about your diet. It's about your lifestyle. Yeah. So the average hunter-gatherer, even today, if you study those cultures that still exist, strenuous exercise, eight hours a day. They're out there moving. They're in nature. They're mm -hmm. getting sunlight. 
maybe not the Alaskans, but you know, most <laughs> yeah. of them. And we need to think about that too. They go to sleep when the sun goes down, right? Like they're not up with a, a blue light in their face so watching the Netflix. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. how much of our daily lifestyle is playing into it right? too with disease? Yeah. Interesting thing I saw, the paleo diet used to be huge in CrossFit. They used to yeah. sell that. To cro- not anymore. Because a new guy came in and took over the, the, the diet, nutrition thing in CrossFit and was like, this is not good because there is too much strenuous exercise and you're eliminating a lot of carbohydrate source. Yeah. So this is a reason why I would probably say it's not a great idea for somebody who's super active. I agree. I think that, that you need, you know, and, and when you go to, back to adaptation, like we are used to eating more carbs and if they're the problem we have is that we're maybe not the amount of carbs for some of us. Some might have to watch that if they're leaning more towards prediabetes, but it's the quality, right? So the, the paleo and some of these other diets, they do teach you about quality and they teach you about whole foods, but the actual composition might not be right depending on what your goals are. Yeah. And for somebody that was coming to me, first of all, I'd send them to you because you're the dietitian and professional. But I do have a lot of clients that ask me about nutrition, and uh, I do guide them in certain directions because I, I absolutely love it. Uh, if they were really wanting to do a certain diet, I wouldn't be against this one if they could do it in the right manner. I Again, I don't think taking away a food group is necessary, but some people need structure. Yeah. Some people need that. And it could be like a foundational thing, like start here and we'll build on exactly. it. Exactly. Then we'll introduce these things again. You know, and that's kind of what I do because it's pairing away a lot of things that could be, you know, like when you were talking about anti-nutrients, like in legumes and seeds, mm-hmm. all these cultures, if they did have that in their diet, they were soaking it. They were fermenting it. Yes. They were sprouting them. And that's the problem we have now is that we're not handling these things right and so they they we, we're getting the, the side effects that they already knew they figured that out a long time and ago. we're Anna, we're just so weak our gut <laughs> honestly it's so weak yeah these days we're that, compromised is the word i would use there you go yeah we yeah. just can't handle yeah these so, things anymore yeah so you want to go slow and like this is a very high protein diet it would be hard for this not to be a high protein diet because yeah. you got to get your calories from somewhere. Right. Nuts, and, seeds. Yeah. You know. There's only so much you can do with that. So. Yeah. And nuts and seeds is actually, for somebody that's really trying to lose weight, I usually say, let's limit. You know what I mean? Because well, because people so go too far that, and they eat roasted. They eat things mm-hmm. that really aren't that healthy, like nuts in an unhealthy form. You know what I don't like? I think they're delicious, but... I hit the blue diamond, you know, those nuts that are like that cocoa powder. Oh, it's on them. terrible. It's like a lot of sodium. Into, yeah. Not even into something that it's adding a ton of calories in the cocoa powder. It, you're making it highly palatable. Like nuts already are highly palatable because they're just so rich and fatty. Like there's, they're, they're delicious already. Yeah. It's like adding more of that. And then you're, you end up eating an entire tin of nuts. That's like a 1500 calories. And the the, thing is, like, if you ever had to crack a nut open and really get it out, 
it's a lot of yeah. work. So our our hunter gatherers were not eating copious amounts of anything because everything they did was a lot of work. Even sugar and, cane. Yeah, and they had to go on what was there that day. So they had a lot of diversity to it. You might, you know, you kill a, I don't know, a water buffalo, let's say, and then you, you're going to be eating that for a while and you're going to finish it because you can't, you don't have a refrigerator. Yeah. And and then the next day you're going to be out in the bushes picking, you know, berries or whatever and finding seeds. So, you know, and, and they ate a lot of plants. All of these, most of these hunter-gatherer groups, some of them up to 70 to 80% plant-based. Because that's what you have. Because that's what you have, especially in the Amazon. You know, they 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 actually have meat there that they could get, but they don't. They're they're more plant based. So, it's really diverse. All these different groups, but the one thing they all have in common is that they don't have disease. So that's kind of interesting, right? Very interesting. It's and funny, yeah, yeah, that they that's the one thing because they're living more naturally with nature i believe that's my personal belief it's yeah. their whole lifestyle and even as communities they you know they just have a, a hierarchy within their communities and and it's very structured so they don't have police and they don't have firefighters right but they just have these structures and people know that they're they're part of it they're part of that community so it's, I think that that's a big factor for modern-day people, too. We're always trying to fit in. We're always trying to, right? Like, that's a big stressor. Yeah, I was actually uh, – <laughs> I don't like this comparison. I think I was listening to a podcast, but that was they were saying having a sense of community and relationships, somebody who lacks that sense of community and that doesn't have the, that's, that – you know, relationships, it's just as bad for you as smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Now, I don't like that comparison at all. I think it's a bad comparison, but it just goes to show you how, how detrimental that is to your health. That's what I'm saying. And like right now, we can feel like our relationships are compromised. I send you a text and you don't like the tone or you feel like the tone is hostile and you're worried about my, your relationship, right? Like it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a huge part of what our health problems have accelerated so much since just the 70s. What what changed in that time period? Technology? Technology. Yeah. We we've got too much coming at us. Too much coming at us, we have too much expectation. Like if if you're somebody in it, it's much more complex. If you're somebody in that community where you know, you're you're doing you're trading goods. You're, yeah. you're building. You're doing this, and you go to someone's bed. got your back. Yeah, somebody's been set up for the night watch, and you're sleeping. You know, they have people designated for each role. It's a very simple, simple life. Yeah, and somebody from the outside, who you know, we live in the United States. We have an abundance of you name it. Uh, we can do whatever we want. We if you put your mind to it. And you look at somebody maybe that lives in whatever country, you know, and they it's very simple. And you'd be like, oh, my God, they have nothing. They don't have cell phones. They don't have they don't have Wi-Fi. Like, oh, you feel so bad for them. 
but it's like, what is the real purpose? And like, what makes you happy? Those people are happy. Yeah. And we're miserable. Most people here. Yeah. We, we really, so it just shows you that like more, more doesn't, isn't more isn't better. And I think people are really wanting to get back to that community feel and just to feel like they're supported. They're looking for that. Yeah. And it, and that is a piece of the puzzle to your health. Like you said, that's such a good, even though, you know, it's a, sounds like a severe analogy about the smoking, but, um, I think it's really true. And we've kind of lost some of that with our cultures, it's gotten diluted. Do you see that as being more lost in the future? I mean, we're kind of getting on a tangent and off on something here, but the metaverse, you know, you've heard about this and like, do you see this sense of community getting even, do you see us losing it more or is it, is it It's going to be two extremes. I firmly believe that. You're going to have the ones that get sucked into a virtual reality and you're going to have people that are yearning to go back to what was healthier. Yeah. And and they're actually, you see, I've seen some where they're like building like little communities like that where you're sharing, you have shared gardens and, you know, just trying to have some sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So I would say to wrap this up, we, let's, let's go Not full that circle. we're like, yeah. yeah. Back to the paleo here. Yeah, back to the paleo. <clears throat> It's, it's a lifestyle. It's not just a diet. If you want to get all the benefits that these hunter-gatherer groups, then you need to live the lifestyle. You need to look at your stress levels, what you're exposing yourself to, how much are you getting out in nature, and, you know, the diet, what would be natural to your environment, which is nothing, right? Because we have no, a, yeah. <laughs> But maybe look at your ancestral you know, I'm Irish, so I'm diving into that, and I'm going to see, you know, how I do with um, – I kind of already have noticed a dif- difference, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. What have you noticed? Less inflammation? Yeah, yeah, less in inflammation. What, in what way? Um, joints? Yeah, and, and have, like, my, ener- my energy level energy. and um, just my digestive, because that's always kind of a, a little bit of a struggle. Um, see, at 26, I don't – You don't I, have that yet, <laughs> but some people do at your age. Yeah. I work with a lot of people in their 20s, so that's good. I'm glad you don't have yeah, that. Yeah, thankfully, you know. As far like the paleo thing, man, I think it's I think it's a good base. I think if you can take that and you can eat a lot of good healthy uh, proteins and leafy greens and berries, no one's saying that's bad at all. That's probably some of the best things you could eat on the planet as far as the antioxidants, the amino acids you're getting and all that stuff. If you can take that, and you can eat mostly that. In my sake, and for my case, that's what I'm doing. And you know, play around with it. Add add other things in your diet. Like you don't need to eliminate things. I think eliminating any food group is irresponsible for your health. And finding, like Angie said, what what is working for you. And maybe you're just gonna limit like you're going to eat potatoes are good for you like there's nothing wrong with potatoes but maybe you're you're eating too much of it or maybe you're eating french fries and that's not really a potato anymore so you know play around with it and and just in the end of the day that's why i kind of like the mediterranean yeah because i i think it is very diverse and and it's it's not it's it gives you a little bit more diversity than the paleo does yeah. But 
I don't think paleo is a bad way to start out. And I actually do that in my practice a lot. I'll, I'll start out with, you know, a little bit more limited and then build and they end up in like a, a Mediterranean style. Yeah. I think the goal is to really get to intuitive eating. I mean, that's yeah. Get to a place where you've practiced this long enough in your life and you, and you know what makes you feel good. Yeah. And and people are just so, they're wanting to force a certain food on themselves and they feel that maybe it, it's not right for them. You have to realize we're all different. Yeah. Right? And forcing food on yourself is, is so difficult. So if, even as me, who's a trainer or Angie, who's a dietitian, I'm, they're like, we want you to eat this. And if you don't like that, or if you don't prepare it properly, that's hard to adhere to. Yes. Now me, who we're different. We're, we're just, we love the healthy, earthy foods. Most people aren't like that. Right. So even what I say is like, take, take a vegetable, prepare it any way you like to try not to fry it, you know? Yeah. But like prepare it how you want to repair it, prepare it. If you want to do Brussels sprouts with a little bit of honey or like balsamic or which I would do anyways. Or like, even if you wanted to do some bacon in there, like start off by preparing these foods the way that they should be, you know what I mean? You're not and like just make, the way make it enjoyable for yes, yourself, like with natural good things. Right. And people, when they, when they realize that I had a client the other day and she's like, you're letting me eat butter. And she was so excited about that. Yeah, it's better than the fake margarine you're eating. Yeah. And so because she felt like that was okay, she was eating more vegetables. Well, you're way better off putting some butter on your vegetables and eating more vegetables yeah. than you, prior to that, she's eating fake fake margarine and TV dinners. Or not only that, they're, they're you know, they've completely gone to 360 and they're like, okay, I'm going to listen to what Angie says. I'll make steamed asparagus, steamed whatever vegetable, and then that's what they eat. And, you know, if you don't eat vegetables, that's gross to you. Yeah. Like, so you need to add butter, add garlic. That's what I mean. You things. need those. Especially all... when you're first starting. Yeah. Yep. Like, yep. me, I can eat steamed vegetables like that and enjoy them. Right. Because I just like vegetables. But I, I get it. Like, I get there's not, you know, have, going from a bag of chips to a steamed piece of broccoli. Yeah. There's a big difference. And, you know, nothing really tastes that good in the beginning, honestly, I don't think. No. Like, if you have a really high-processed diet. Oh, I'm, I'm sure right? your like brain it, is just In so the beginning, it, you you're, you might have a few days where you struggle, but it flips really quick. That's what I love. Like, I've seen people flip in a week, and they're like, this is so good. Yeah. And I can't even eat the – and some people even get sick when they try to go back. Like, they'll have a stomach ache. Oh, yeah. Or they'll feel the inflammation kind of in their body. And they're like, I don't even want that anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the take-home message is, you know, make the changes. Make it tasty. Yeah. Don't. Whole don't, foods. With this whole is foods. Yeah. It's all, yeah, just eating a lot of these things that, that, these di that this diet offers. And then Mediterranean, we could talk about it on another day. Yeah. So you seem to really like that one. Yeah. You know. Oh, you know what you were, you were just saying, uh, how it switches so quick. So interesting, like since I've stayed away from anything artificial, pretty much like I, my frozen berries every night. And that is like bliss. 
Like yeah. Before when like even if I'm eating like fake protein bars or just even like artificial sweeteners, it's just not those real fruit isn't that good. When you don't eat any of that stuff, it is just like frozen raspberries. Oh my God. I'm sitting there like, this is incredible. It really is. It lights you up. And that's when you know you're there. You're like, this is actually feeling my body. I feel amazing. And I, and you can literally feel, feel it flowing through you. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Awesome. Well, that's another episode of the health on 10 podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate you guys and catch us next time. We'll do another one next week. Keep your health on 10.